Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject. It's time. I know you've been waiting. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and we were talking. We have a great show planned for you. But we were. I wanted to continue what we were talking about with uh, Jay and Michaela during our crosstalk with the morning show about what kind of dater are you? Because I, I know that Jay and you guys were talking about, you know, because you guys are both actively dating. Mm-hmm. I haven't been dating in almost 10 years. So I started thinking as I was driving home yesterday, I said, hey, we're going to talk about this. So think about this. And I was thinking about it on the way home. And I was like, you said that to yourself. Hey, Allie. You better hey, think about this. You better think. No, no, they said that to me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I do. I do have active conversations with myself I on the, the way home, thing. though. I'm not judging. And then I'm like, I'm home, and I haven't even been listening to anything the whole hour that it took me to get home. <laughs> like we've been chatting the whole time. Me, yeah. I've been chatting. Yeah, and we were arguing with each other, and then now <laughs> exactly. we finally made up. We need to go to therapy. <laughs> so I was thinking about it because I used to be definitely a latchy dater as soon as I was with somebody Mm -hmm. a first or second date if anything went well I was like we're in Mm -hmm. oh we are in and now I try to think about what kind of dater I would be now because 10 years later obviously I'm a more mature person I have a completely different lifestyle I'm more confident with who I am I don't give a crap as much I think when you get older you naturally stop giving a crap about what other people think Mm -hmm. and you kind of just do what you want a little bit more so I think if I was dating now I would just be kind of like more casual about it. And I would just be like very much more value. I would value my own time and my own space. Yeah, yeah, a lot more where I wouldn't be so latchy. I'd be like, all right, you do your thing. I'm going to keep doing my thing. And if this goes somewhere, then it goes somewhere. That's interesting. Well, because you've you've spent the last 10 years like in space with someone. So like the the freedom to kind of move around would be completely different for you. Yeah, Yeah. it would. So uh, for me, I'm uh, right now, I'm just like talking to a bunch of like different folks or whatever. And like some of them feel like, oh, this might be something. And some of them feel like, eh, maybe not. Um, I know uh, producer Justin from the morning show, Justin Bernal, took photos of me and Jay during the show because I was like holding him while we were talking. And so we're going to start the rumor that we're dating. Oh, Um, okay. Okay, on great. the social media, so that's fine. I, does it work if you just say it's a rumor right off the bat? Well, I mean, if anyone hears this <laughs> We're going to start this rumor. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not listening to this moment in the show, you'll never know. Well, now you um, can say you're dating a celebrity. Though well, you're kind of a celebrity, too. I don't know about that. But, like, it's a that's a weird thing. But I, I for me, I like to, to talk to different people. And then once something kind of starts to brew, like if I, kind of like Jay, um, Jay was saying, if something starts to really connect, then I don't like to be talking to a bunch of other people. Well, it just seems like a lot of work it seems exhausting because i think about people in open relationships and i know more and more people that are in open relationships or in the thruple situation or a polyamorous situation which i can conceivably get down with but i don't know if i would have the time i mean think about it you're or the energy yeah Yeah, yeah. like you're gonna spend a whole dinner with somebody engaging in conversation flirting doing all that stuff maybe hooking up and then the next morning you have to do it all over again with somebody else somebody else who's ready for your attention being like hi hi and you're like damn it the thing that's interesting to me about open relationships is like i'm actually not opposed to it in theory but the way the reason i keep telling myself that i'm probably not ready for an open relationship is because i don't know what i want to know so like i don't 
don't know if like I want you to tell me everything. Like, who were you with? What did you guys do? Where were you? But you or gotta figure all that stuff out. Or if I don't want to know anything, and because I can't figure out the answer to that question, I think I might not be ready for that. But I also think like I could, I could, I could see it making sense. Like, oh, you know, I, I, I I'm with this person, and like I'm able to hook up with this person. Like, I get how poly works for people. I just don't know if I could actually do it. Yeah, but you have to figure that out when you do it. Yeah, I guess you have to. You it's like a game time in. decision. Yeah, because a couple of my friends that are Justin, doing did you it. Just catch my sports reference. A game time decision. Yeah, <laughs> are you proud? A uh, very general exactly. overview sports <laughs> reference. <laughs> Nothing too specific. As, as broad strokes as you can possibly <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when I find my goalie, okay, I've lost exactly it. right. Yeah, I th- I think that for you, because the people that I know that are in in that are dipping into this pool, it's new for them as well, and they're kind of going, I don't really know if this is the right thing for me yeah. but I'm just kind of going with it for now well when I lived in Atlanta I did a very informal study <laughs> um, amongst like uh, gay couples that I knew that had been together for like a significant period of time like seven ten years or whatever and every single one of them was in an open relationship and and and, and very these are ways. all men these are all men right not not women um, and so I was I was fascinated by that so I started yeah. asking them all what that was about and all of them had something to say about it being about trust and feeling like they trusted their partners more than they did when they were in a closed relationship and and about openness and just being like honest with each other and one of them said to me like you know I never have to worry about like is he going to cheat on me or something like that because I know that if he wants something else he feels comfortable to come tell me that and I'm like that's honest yeah and then they also told me that they've gone between like being open and closed in different parts of their relationship so they were open at one point and then they were closed and then they you huh. know they've kind of moved what is in this and out a deli you can't just open and close whenever you well, want you know, to you put up the sign you tell them that she'll be back at eight <laughs> um, but I thought that was really interesting and so I could I could see it for an open relationship, but I don't know what the logistics, what logistics would make me comfortable. So I'm not exactly sure. Well, who knows if I'm ever going to open up my relationship. We've got a long way to go. You know, we've only been married almost a year. So we we have plenty of time to open up the relationship. And then maybe I will figure out what kind of present dater I am. You'll always have a a threesome conversation kind of looming. Oh, that's always going to be in the back of my, that's always another conversation I have with myself in the car (laughs) on the way home. When we we come back, uh, I've just joined Equinox. And I'm having a very difficult time figuring out what to do. I'll explain that coming up next. We've got a whole lot more. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, another day, another boycott. Boycott Equinox, boycott Soul Cycle, boycott Tomatoes. I don't know what else. I'm ordering breakfast on Uber Eats right now. <laughs> like, oh gosh, are we boycotting McDonald's? I don't think so. I mean, are we boycotting? Yeah, you have to look through that entire list of what's available and say, okay, what are the politics involved here? What do they support? What do they not support? What about like, Uber Eats in want, general? I want a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Is that okay? The orange the juice. The sausage, yes. The egg and cheese, no. But They're Republican. There was an orange juice and it was like, do you want to add a straw? I was like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to have a straw. Right. There's too many decisions to make, Jared. <laughs> well, this past weekend, we learned that Equinox is uh, one of the chief investors over at Equinox um, was having a Trump uh, fundraiser for people that were paying up to $250,000 to attend, which I'm like, I've never been to a party that was nearly that good. <laughs> I don't know like what you're doing. I've never gone to a party where I wanted to pay $100 to get in. Let's just be honest. Right. Even um, those fancy New Year's parties. Yeah. I don't I, even care about that. I've been to some good parties, but... Um, so they were having this fundraiser and it sparked a backlash and I've been avoiding saying like what gym I was going to because I've told you guys like I joined a new gym recently 
<clears throat> and um, your voice okay? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and um, it was it was Equinox. So we have an Equinox here right next to the station, and it was convenient. It's a beautiful gym, and someone described it as like looking like a hotel. It was like that. It, that is what it is. It looks like a high end hotel in there. Yeah, and they give you a free shirt. They give you a free so shirt that you can... and a tote bag, which they were out of when I joined. But they're like, oh, we'll give it to you next week, and I'm like, I'll be back, Claire. They should. <laughs> Of course, her name's Claire. Yeah, she should. They should also give you uh, uh, one of those metal straws. <laughs> if they're going to do the tote thing, they might as well do a straw thing. They should with a with a Democratic logo on it. So you. So I was off the air a part of this whole conversation about you joining Equinox. You yeah. not, not sure if you were going to do it or not. Then you were talking to me about the contract. It's a lot of money and the yeah. contract is crazy with with cancellation. So then. You decided I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm yeah. committing to the Equinox thing. I'm committing to Sam, who's been stretching me out. Yes. And then, lo and behold, two weeks later, yes, all so, of this unfolded, and now you don't know what to do. So this push alert comes through, and it says, you know, what's happening? And I was like, whoa, what's happening? I'm in Miami, and so I'm like in my hotel room, and I click on the story, and I read it, and I immediately send the link to the membership coordinator at Equinox, and I was like, is this true? And by the end of the day, Equinox and SoulCycle had both released statements that were very much the same statement. And the, part of it says, we want to let you know that Equinox and SoulCycle have nothing to do with the event and do not support it. As is consistent with our policies, no company profits are used to fund politicians. In fact, we are committed to all our members and the communities we live in. We believe in tolerance, equality, blah, 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 blah. Well, Mr. Ross is a passive investor and is not involved in the management of either business. And so that was like, I get what you're saying, but like, there's a distinction for me with he's having a Trump fundraiser as opposed to he donated to the Republican Party. Which is what In-N-Out Burger did. Exactly. And so that's that's what people were talking about yesterday was that, oh, boycott In-N-Out Burger because they have donated $25,000 to the Republican Party. And it, apparently this is not a new thing. They donated last year and the year before. But the year before, they did $30,000. So... Five thousand less, huh? This smirk on your face is like, yeah, double, I, double, because animal style. I cannot, and that's one that I can't boycott. I'm you can't sorry, let go of. like I just can't. So, what are you going to do with Equinox? Because I think we, when you were in your hotel room receiving this news, I was on the air with Clayton, and we, yeah. and he's a friend. He has a friend who works at Equinox, so we talked to him on the phone, and he said, "Oh my God, every single phone call we're getting today has been people trying to cancel their their memberships and then get out of their contracts, Which and it's is really not hard to, to yeah, and it's really difficult to do that. And people are yelling at the, at him, and he's like, I don't know what to do. People are going to lose their jobs, and you know, there's a lot of people in, that are in the LGBT community that work at this Equinox. I was gonna say, there's a lot of gays at the Equinox and a lot of liberals, and like, I guess the challenge for me is like, this has been about like making some life changes and wanting to be able to do make these life changes in a sustainable way for myself because like there's a gym that's like 20 minutes from my house but I'm like it's 20 minutes from my house as opposed to across the street I joined that gym two years ago and I've never gone to it you know I, what I have mean? stayed at the gym that I'm at because it is 30 seconds away from my house exactly otherwise and now now I can't even imagine driving 15 minutes to go to a class it's I'm like, like I would never go who does that what kind of life are you guys oh living oh my god you know? first world problems it, it's very first world problems but like there's another gym here that's like but it's awful it's like it's gross and I'm like I'm not going to get up at five or six in the morning to go there. So I think that you've answered your own question, Jarrett. I understand that, of course, there's a moral dilemma here because the guy was a passive investor and he was throwing a Trump fundraiser. But you know what? Equinox itself is gay AF. And they have keels <laughs> in the, the bathroom. Hit the dumb button. She said AF. So I, 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 like, they said that 
the, the guy that worked there said it's like a ghost town in there. Nobody's going. And I feel bad. I feel a little bad for Equinox. I feel bad so for I think the you people of Equinox. I, but like, I'm like, I am a progressive radio host. I am a, a devout liberal. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to look like walking into Equinox? It's All right. Just, well, then walk in into disguise for the next six months. I guarantee you in six months, nobody's going to remember this at all. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having a really difficult time. I, I feel like I've decided that I'm going to leave. What? I, I, I feel like I've decided that, but I haven't decided that. But I, I'm having a hard time. It's a really, and it feels very first world problems, and I get that. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to do. Don't choose. give in. Uh, to, give in to Trump? Like no, but it's not. It's just the one investor. Everybody know. else is cool. They're chill. Tell us what you guys think. Give us a call one eight eight three three seven seven call Q. I don't know what to do. I don't know the the in and out thing. Giving to the Republican Party. I feel like companies give to Republicans and Democratic parties all the time. So I don't really care as much about that. But giving to Trump specifically, that feels different. When you're actually supporting Donald Trump, exactly. I see. Yeah. Well. Nothing can keep me away from animal fries. I don't care who you are. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yes, this is the new Channel Q. And thank you to all our new listeners in Detroit, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Norfolk. The way they say that is always makes me say, "What is it just saying?" No, no. <laughs> and me like jumped, and she was like, "Ah, exactly, yeah." Norfolk, Norfolk. They always say Norfolk though, like that's how they pronounce Norfolk. it. Norfolk, yeah. N o r f o l x. That's the new. That's not how that is. <laughs> What's the new spelling, isn't it? And he's like, "Can we? Can we stop talking about that is- this?" That's the way you pronounce it. Yes. Uh, so we are continuing to spread our gay agenda throughout the nation. Welcome to everyone who is now listening on HD three, HD two. Again, Detroit, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and North Norfolk. No. Okay. I'll, I'll say it the safe way. Welcome to everybody uh, uh, that is now listening in those cities and. If you want Channel Q in your city, just give us a call. We'll do it probably tomorrow. We'll get that up and running. I mean, I'm sure it's super easy. I'm sure, sure like, it doesn't take any work at all. All we need is a, f- a, f- a frequency or like some random dude with a ham radio. All right. <laughs> Standing on top of a building. Yes. <laughs> as long as you can tune in, we'll keep talking. Oh, man. So what is going on with these CNN reporters? Because... I heard about this, but I didn't learn all of the details. And I'm actually surprised that this hasn't happened earlier. Well, so this is interesting to me because, I mean, Donald Trump obviously hate loves CNN and always talks about how bad it is and how he doesn't watch. But he just saw this thing on it, um, which is always interesting. Um, But in the last three days, we've had three different stories attacking CNN personalities. I know Don Lemon, right? Well, Don Lemon was the was the one yesterday. Chris Cuomo was on, uh, I believe, Monday. And then this morning I woke up. And I saw that there was one with April Ryan and April Ryan's actually a friend of mine. And so then I saw that story today and I was like, the the Don Lemon one seemed like a complete crock. And I was like, what is this story? Um, So the one today, though, is April Ryan. April Ryan is a White House reporter. She's a legend in uh, the journalism community. She was the journalist of the year in 2017. um, And actually that landed me in TMZ with her, which was interesting. Um, But she's an extraordinary woman, a White House correspondent and part of the press corps there. And like the story is that she was giving a speech somewhere and her um, her security guard like basically like was trying to remove someone that was like filming it. And I will tell you that and, and I'm not talking out of school. April's talked about this out loud, but like April being a reporter who has been talking about Donald Trump is like in real danger every day because the president talks 
crap about her. She's gotten death threats. She's had to move. She has to have security around her all the time. And like, she has to pay for that out of her pocket. And like, that is an, a very expensive uh, enterprise, you know. It's an ins- expensive voice to have. Exactly. And an, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so and, she's paying out of pocket to keep herself protected. Yes. And now she's being attacked for that. And when she's traveling, like when she travels to LA, she has a team that's here when she's at home, when she's in DC. Like, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's infuriating because like, you know, people are, they see her on TV and they feel like, oh, she must be rich. And it's like, she makes money from her job, but like, she's spending so much money to protect herself every day I think because people, she's a journalist. Yeah, I think people overestimate how much money those people make. Yeah. Especially yeah. female reporters, I'm assuming, just because of the gender pay gap that they might make less. Make even less, right. And so, and I mean, so that part. And then the story with Don Lemon was that Don Lemon was in a nightclub and like he put his hands down his pants and then waved it in someone's face and like was calling <laughs> the guy a gay slur or something. And it's like... Sometimes that's how you get into bars. Well, sometimes it is. Um, <laughs> not speaking from personal experience. But I, uh, <laughs> but like this story is, it's so ridiculous. And then um, Chris Cuomo apparently like flew off the handle because someone had called him a slur. Like a, I'm not familiar with the term and I won't say it because I'm not really familiar with how offensive it is or not. But like he like went off on a person. But like over the last three days, these big talents at CNN have all come under fire. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but like it does. Well, these not are seem happening like back to back to back. In yeah, three days. exactly. So I'm I'm aware of it, and I, I think people should be alert um, that this is happening because it's it's a problem. And I can't imagine. I mean, thank God I'm not well known enough to need any kind of security. But if if anybody needed to find anything on me. I'm sure I stuffed my hand in my pants and waved it in somebody's face at some point. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Yep. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill having some fun today. And TBD on this, we are still planning behind the scenes on just how we are going to be able to pull this off. But the Endless Pasta Pass goes on sale tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And we will be sitting next to the clock at 10.58. Just for anybody who's not aware of what you can get with this thing, the waiting room opens tomorrow, eight, uh, tomorrow August 15th, at 1.55 p.m. Eastern. Lord. 10.55 a.m. Pacific. Emmy and Ginger Justin, I, I, I expect your full attention tomorrow. <laughs> this needs to be, I've done this before, it needs to be monitored heavily. Heavily. If you win this, you will pay $100 plus tax and you will win yourself nine weeks of unlimited servings of pasta, sauces, and toppings from the never-ending pasta bowl menu. There's only a select few things on there, but so it's, you can't eat like hanger steak every day for for nine weeks um that, i want the filet mignon that's, that's i'll not. have it again thanks uh plus unlimited soup or salad and bread sticks i'll have it again i want it again uh, i'm gonna do a medium this time um shout out to our listeners in new orleans pittsburgh norfolk yeah, welcome. <laughs> Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> to anyone who this accent actually makes sense, exactly. welcome. Uh, and it will be valid starting on the 23rd of September through November 24th. Dine-in only. Not valid or for online oh, or to-go orders. So, I can't use it for delivery? Come on. I mean, that, what that, a scam. that is kind of frustrating, yeah. to be honest. Uh, they again, really want gonna, you to be in there for the ambiance. But if it's going to be all you can eat, like you can't do that via delivery. you got to be there. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess sense. I guess you do. You're yeah. not just like give me seven plates and I'll try and work my way through them over the course of the next couple of days. Uh, so, so we will be on the on the lookout for that. Right now, the countdown on PastaPass.com is 23 hours and 59 minutes. We're we're talking about sending um, Emmy from Emmy Noms Emmy Noms um, fame uh, out to an Olive Garden to to make this happen for us. We're thinking about it. Yeah, we're we're talking with our huge team of producers, seeing if we can get it to work. Um, to you go know. to an Olive Garden? To That'd be great to, to give it to a waiter. Here you go, buddy. Endless pasta at Olive Garden. You're like, you mean this thing that I get for free every day? Yeah, thanks, thanks. a lot. The thing that I have to eat during my lunch break <laughs> exactly. every day. Appreciate you. Well, also, I mean, what a, what we might be in a bit of a dilemma because Olive Garden was on the list of, of businesses that are supporting Trump's re-election. Jeez. So what the hell are we supposed to do? They're bribing us with endless pasta but then behind the scenes, helping Donald Trump get reelected. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, I hate this. Ugh. Better be some good ass Alfredo. Okay. <laughs> News it or lose or it. Lose it. <laughs> Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. I'm going to give you five stories, Jarrett. Grab your bell. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. Headline number one. A 12-year-old boy snags a mammoth discovery while on vacation in Ohio. Um, news it. Okay. Headline number two. Cream cheese and Volkswagen join the list of banned commercials of 2019. Oh, no. But I love cream cheese. (laughs) Um... I mean, what? so do women with strollers, apparently. So they're oh. being called sexist. I don't even know what that means. News it. Okay. Headline number three. Joan Baez looks back on Woodstock. It was the eye of the hurricane. Gotta pass. <laughs> <laughs> Headline number four. The oldest people in the world might not be as old as you think. Uh, news it. Yeah. And then finally, Camper saves family of four from deadly wolf attack. A camper saves family of four. That sounds like some of your people. From deadly. Uh, news it. <laughs> okay, cool. So we are newsing, just so you're keeping track at home, a 12-year-old boy snagging a mammoth discovery while on vacation in Ohio. The uh, cream cheese and Volkswagen have now joined the list of banned commercials. Oh, no. The oldest people in the world might not be as old as you think. And the camper who saved a family of four from a deadly wolf attack. All that and more coming up next on News and Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill. You almost forget what to say there. No, I I like to take (laughs) pregnant pauses. Pregnancy's on the brain these days. Say, like, I'm just gonna, let's just take a few pauses. There. Right. Whenever that happens, like if I'm listening, especially if I'm listening to a podcast, like if there's a pause, I immediately think, oh my God, did the stream stop? Yeah. Like, what just happened? <laughs> and sometimes it does. It is <laughs> the stream stopping. Yes. You're just like, oh, okay. Oh, what happened? All right. I guess that commercial's not playing anymore. Yes. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, we are here with you. And uh, I do get jealous now. A lot of my friends have been sharing the news that they're pregnant, my hetero friends. Yeah. And I am, because we've been talking so much about having kids, I'm getting a little jealous now. I'm like, you oh yeah, so easy for you. <laughs> Just, well, just to stop using condoms. Stop being so, careful. So and we'll now talk all of a sudden, about, pregnant. We'll talk about this in the gamma. Okay. Because I, I have my gamma question is related to to baby stuff. To your baby stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. News it or lose it. Here we go. 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. Here's the stories that you decided to news, Jarrett. Here are the stories, rather. As somebody who is a lesbian and therefore an avid hiker, I'm always jealous of stories like this. Uh, You know, making an incredible discovery out in nature, whether it's an old plane wreck or a time capsule or even a femur. Anything, really. Okay. Or a woolly mammoth tooth, which was the case for this 12-year-old little boy who discovered one when he was playing in a creek bed. Usually that story ends badly, but in this case it did not. (laughs) In a very stand-by-me moment, An Ohio boy, he was playing around in a creek, and he stumbled upon an odd, rigid object that was jutting out of the mud. So, uh, I'm looking at this thing, and I would not know what the hell I was looking at. I mean, even if I found some kind of a fossil, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to skip stones. It kind of looks like a rock, right? Yeah, but it's pretty big. I mean, the kid holding it, it's bigger than his hands. Uh, But luckily, his dad and his uncle are both really into natural history, and they- How serendipitous. And understanding nature, yes. So when he brought it home, they quickly jumped online, they were Googling it, and that's when they figured out that this might be a mammoth or a mastodon tooth. And like I've been- mentioning yesterday I've been I've been uh, reading this book called Sapiens and it actually I read a chapter just all about this stuff about how these woolly mammoths and these huge animals or these prehistoric creatures were wandering around America and all over the damn place mm-hmm. and then as soon as humans rose to the top of the food chain all of these big animals that had been uh, thriving for millions of years went extinct because we we got all hunting happy and we were like, oh, tools. Oh, here's how weapons work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, here's how fire works. Why don't we burn all this everything. forest yeah. and then we'll make these big meadows where it's going to be easier to hunt, Oregon Trail style. And we'll just kill these large mammals that don't have kids very frequently. You know, like that's why a lot of times it ended up that the animal would go extinct because they don't have babies as often as like say a bird does yeah so they would have maybe one pregnancy every few years or something like that yeah so it, the rate at which they were being killed outweighed outnumbered the amount of babies that were being born yikes and now uh, then they essentially became endangered species and then went extinct yeah back in the, yeah and it's like we there. nowadays we talk about how horrible we are being to the environment and how all these animals are going endangered and going extinct as a result of the industry, air pollution and the ecosystem changing and all this stuff. But it's kind of been our MO ever since we existed. That's, yeah, humans, I feel like Mother Earth is like, ugh, why did I let this happen? Yeah. Like, why did I let you guys in? Why did I give them fire? Exactly. Why did yeah. they ever figure that out? If we had never figured that out, that or like oil, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. I don't know what's going to happen with this woolly mammoth tooth. That's the other thing is that when you discover these things, you're like, you're now what? Get, he's supposed to get a lot of money or something, right? Are you supposed to? Like, do I you take like, it yeah. to a pawn shop or well, do you just no. take it to a museum? <laughs> take it to a pawn Make, shop. Turn it into a like, necklace? I want seven million bucks for this. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like usually they end up going to like a museum or someone buys it or you know what I mean? Like Somebody I feel who like, collects artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that kid should be getting some money. So you think the kid should get all the money? I mean, he found it. Yeah, but he wouldn't even know what it was if it wasn't for his dad and uncle. I mean, they can split it. <laughs> cool. Something. That's been decided. Yeah, Great. Exactly. Okay. Glad Pre- I was able to have solve that problem for them. <laughs> Phew. 
Cream Cheese and Volkswagen. They Please have now get to it. joined the list of banned commercials. So I'll start with the Cream Cheese one since that's the one you care about so much. So the commercial is the 30-second commercial. I believe this was only banned in the UK. I have not seen this commercial in the US, so I'm not sure if it was only exclusively being released in the UK or if it's everywhere. But the uh, cream cheese ad showed two dads that were looking after their children at a restaurant, Uh and the restaurant had a conveyor belt. And then the, the men become so distracted by the delicious food at cream cheese they lose sight of their babies who end up circling the restaurant on a conveyor belt. And then at the end, they go, let's not tell mom. And at the, after they're able to rescue the child. And over 125 viewers complained because they felt that it was sort of sexist to assume that these dads are just kind of hapless, absent-minded dudes that don't know how to God. take care of their children. Right, because that's the problem. Is like men men are getting too hard of a, a raw deal as dads. Like, yeah, they so stupid. They to me. said, I know some. The other one seems even more ridiculous to me, but it does seem a little bit sexist. For this one, they created a statement that said, "We acknowledge the action was intended to be lighthearted and comical, and there was no sense that the children were in danger. We considered that the men, though, were portraying uh, were portrayed as somewhat hapless and inattentive, which resulted in them being unable to care for the children effectively." We did not consider that the use of humor in the ad mitigated the effect of the harmful stereotype. Oh, I know it must have been so damaging to fathers everywhere. Everywhere. So, yeah, we'll get to the Volkswagen one next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, yes, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett, and we are in the middle of News It or Lose It. I was sharing a couple of ads that are now being banned, at least in the UK. Not sure about the US yet. I guess we have looser laws in the US. We're like, yeah. all right, no, gender stereotypes are still fine here. There's some kind of rule about what you can what you can say about the British government in Britain. Because um, whenever on last week tonight, whenever they talk negatively about <laughs> about Great Britain, they will always show what they have to air in Great Britain. And it's really? always like, yeah, and they always, because like there's something else that has to air in that space on while the show's playing. And so they will, they will send a different feed to Britain and it'll be like Gilbert Gottfried, like <laughs> reading the alphabet or something. <laughs> so it's always funny to me. Like there's some rules about that. Hey! Well, B. they also have a great bit with Gilbert Gottfried because they say we don't know what Jared Kushner's voice sounds like. So they always dub Gilbert Gottfried's voice <laughs> over Jared Kushner video. Oh, and that's it's great. Yeah. OK, so we already talked about how Philadelphia cream cheese had a uh, had an ad that was banned with two hapless dads accidentally losing their kid on a conveyor belt in a restaurant. Apparently that was sexist because it, you were assuming that men are bad dads. It was dad shaming. It was dad shaming. Yes, you're right. And now there's another one with uh, with Volkswagen. And tell me if you think that this one is bad. So basically, the ad is about it's about showing like that you can kind of do whatever like look at all the possibilities out there for what you can do with your life kind of thing and they mm-hmm. show a lot of men doing great things like they show a male astronaut eating an apple they show a guy who's running on a track with a prosthetic leg like all of kind of those tri- those typical oh you know you they can overcome adversity kind of thing right so there's like everything tw- equinox puts in there yeah abs. there's like 20 solid seconds of guys doing all these cool active things and then at the very Marianne, it pans over to a woman sitting on a bench in a stroll with a stroller next to her reading a book, and then the Volkswagen drives by, and she's what like, the- "Oh, 
And then it's the end of the commercial. What is that even supposed to mean? I don't know. I think that she's just kind of peacefully reading on a bench and she's just supposed to notice that the car looks really cool. But what's but, the message there? <laughs> I mean, I guess they, I don't know, they eventually cut to a mother sitting on a park bench next to a stroller and it prompted three complaints, only three complaints from viewers and they found that it showed a woman engaged in stereotypical caregiving roles rather than the active I can do anything roles. It is like, I, I watched it and it does seem a little bit like, what the hell? I know that they didn't really mean it like that. I think they were just trying to cut to an everyday situation where like, wow, this car is making you do all these cool things, but then you're also in these everyday situations feeling kind of powerful. Yeah. But it, it made her look like this complacent woman, like, oh, look at the man doing his, oh, that's very nice. Whenever I see stuff like that, I always want to know what the pitch was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because like someone had to pitch this idea to get them tons of money to do it. Absolutely. And I'm like, someone had like this great idea about what this was going to be, and someone loved the idea and said yes, and then they went and shot it and edited it and colored it and you know cast it and all that. And I'm just like, what was the pitch? Like, what were you thinking when you went into this? Or it was why don't we show up people that you can do anything and then we'll have like an astronaut and we'll have a, a man, a, someone in a prosthetic, and you're like, okay, well, you, they use the prosthetic very often to just be like here's the diversity thing we're doing there was a, a few Super Bowl ads there was a couple years ago where it seemed like almost every commercial had somebody with a prosthetic yeah. in it and now then someone was probably looked at it and they were like there are no women in this and they were like um okay just add this girl on a bench at the end right I feel like that's that's what happens when you don't have like diverse like rooms of people right when there's not a, a, a woman or just a person who like gets diversity and inclusion to say like hey FYI this is very Male centric, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just I know that you guys didn't notice it because you're guys, but I noticed it. Right. Uh, okay, so everyone obsesses over the stories of people living past the age of a hundred. We always want to know how they did it. What's their li- what was their lifestyle like? And usually they say it has to do with whiskey, cigarettes, and avoiding men. Uh, in which case, I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> but a new study suggests that the secret to a long life is just lying about your age. They've oh. discovered that some of what? these, well, they have blue zones where. Right. Residents famously live past 100 in Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, all those places. They're really they're, cool they're things, like, yeah. Yeah, they're blue zones. But they're doing some research and realizing that a lot of these places just kept really horrible records of who was alive oh, no. and who was dead. In 2010, an investigation into Japanese records found that 238,000 people greater than 100 years of age were actually already missing or dead. What? <laughs> so each time, I guess, they went over some of these stats, they realized that that's really not the case, and these blue zones are just nothing. Like, they're nothing really that exciting. Um, so. what a letdown. <laughs> yeah. This woman, lives, she's 150. It's like, no, she's 78. No, we just never got around she to can't re- recording <laughs> Like, she never learned. She to was count. born in the eighties. She's like, actually fifty. Exactly. She's she's 30. a really bad moisturizer. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. You might want us to drop this subject because this story is the stuff of nightmares. Uh oh. I'm Allie Johnson, and Jared Hill is with me. We're finishing up News It or Lose. It's taking longer than usual today, but we do need to get to all of this. This story has to do with a family who is going on a really fun camping trip. Of course, it's summertime. Everyone's going camping. Oh, how fun. We're going to toast marshmallows and tell stories around the fire. Then we're going to go to bed in our tent and get attacked by wolves, which is what happened to the Rispoli family. 
They were asleep in their tent at the park's, uh, this is in New Jersey, Rampart Creek Campground. They uh, were just having a nice night together as a family of four. Then they were jolted awake after midnight by a wolf. Oh, God. Was it Team Jacob? No, it was an actual wolf. Oh, I was going to say, was it? Never mind. (laughs) Uh, Elisa, who I think is the mother in the family, the matriarch, she said it was like something out of a horror movie. Matt, the father, instantly threw himself in front of his wife and the children, fighting the predator as it ripped apart the tent. It just went into the tent and started ripping things apart in the middle of the night. While her husband was trying to keep the wolf at bay, Elisa wrote that she lay on top of her two boys to shield them. Together, the couple cried out for help. Luckily, someone heard them. He was at a nearby campsite. When he arrived at the family's campsite, he told the Calgary Eye Opener that he saw the wolf attempting to yank something or someone free of the tent. It was like pulling on a toy. He said it was big enough that I immediately figured out what it was, which was weird, because I've never seen one outside of a zoo. (laughs) Then... Inside the now mostly collapsed dwelling, an intense tug of war was unfolding. Elisa wrote that the animal had started to drag Matt away. And she was holding on to his legs. This story is getting wider and wider by the moment. (laughs) I cannot and I don't think I'll ever be able to properly describe the terror. But I will if you ask me to be on an episode of I Survived. (laughs) Uh, That was optional. I added that. So oh, no, that's, that's completely believable. The guy ran towards the tent carrying only the lantern that, uh, that uh, uh, okay, so he had, a, he had a lantern and he devised a hasty plan. He said, I, I just kind of kept running at it and kicked it in the back of the hip area like I was kicking in a door. What? I booted it as hard as I could. The kick may not have done much physical damage, but Fee said that it was enough to startle the wolf into letting Matt go. And then the animal emerged from the tent and uh, he immediately regretted kicking the animal. I f- it felt like I had kind of punched someone that was way out of my weight class. Oh, no. But before the guy had time to think of another way to take on the wolf, he said that Matt, whose whole half side was covered in blood, <gasps> came flying out of the tent. The two men then began screaming at the wolf and hurling rocks at it. Rocks the size of a head of cabbage. What? Where do you find rocks? Were these mammoth teeth? Like How big were the rocks? Oh, oh I'd God. say maybe the size of a head of cabbage, a head of lettuce. No, definitely cabbage. No, right. Cauliflower, not broccoli. <laughs> like, what the hell? Uh, at the animal to drive it back. Soon the wolf was far enough away so that the group was able to flee to the the, uh, the guy who had saved them's campsite where they then hid in his minivan. Ah, oh, wow. You know, at the end of this, vans actually saved somebody. Usually yeah. when we hear stories of vans, it's really sad and really horrible. And this is actually an instance where the opposite is true. This, I don't even know how to respond to this story. <laughs> So much here. There is a lot happening. Because, I, 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 you know, of course, during the breaks, I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on with this story and really get all the details. I had This is one where I really had to read all of them. Yeah, to you paint have to the get picture. all the way through it. Because I, I love camping. I have never, I've never been, you do love camping? I haven't gone in a long time, but my family used to go every summer, like a couple of times a summer. But and do you go to like remote areas or do you go to places where there's a lot of Hell people? No. Okay. 
girl, what? We go to campgrounds. Well, I, I no, but I mean, like, I went camping a few weeks ago, and I didn't realize yeah, that it was going to be so thing. remote. Yeah, I almost cussed just now. <laughs> like, the the there's no phone service for the last thirty minutes. Crap, you've got to be yeah, kidding and me. And there was not even another soul camping within yeah, no. near me within like probably a f- twenty mile radius. We so if to, I had, this had happened to me, I would be dead sauce. We go to campsites that have like designated numbers and like people who patrol. Okay, okay. Yes. They have water, showers, the whole deal. When we come no back, wolves. right? Exactly. When we come back, how the president is planning to ruin the world, or at least you know Ooh, screw up our economy. Something exciting. exciting. Exactly. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Getting into a subject that I know a lot of people want to drop every single day. The person who is currently the president of the United States. Is that what he does? Yes. I don't know. I think he actually just golfs, but that's the title that he has. Depends on who you ask. True. Uh, and this, of course, a lot of people have been talking about the Chinese tariffs that have been apparently de- some of them have been delayed and others are taking effect in a few weeks. And then there are some ridiculous things that are exempt. So we will go over all of those in Trump around. Oh, wait, let's drop the president. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Emmy was like, wait, what did you just say? Oh, no. I love Emmy's reaction. Oh, sorry. All right. Some of the Chinese imports have been dropped from the tariff target list altogether. And one of them is the straightest thing ever. And the other thing is the gayest thing ever. I'm, I don't even know where to take that, but okay. I'm talking Bibles and fish sticks. <laughs> Bibles. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here thinking like, which one is which? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bible's the gayest thing ever. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot it. of real gay chapters. I mean, let's be honest. I, I haven't read it in a while. I haven't given it a good read over uh, once over. But... The audiobook's amazing, let me tell you. <laughs> It's actually narrated by God. I was going to say, it's 75,000 hours long, but let me tell you. (laughs) Riveting. Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Exactly. It was was a terabyte to download. (laughs) A terabyte. Uh, But that's a good deal on your one free credit a month. Okay. (laughs) So Bibles. $750. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, China is the number one source of imported Bibles. I had no idea. And mm. other prayer books. These were originally targeted for a 10% tariff, but importer pr- or importers' prayers for an exemption were granted. Oh, that's hilarious. Now, on oh, to the, the gayest. Th- I didn't. That was that's little, in, the NPR did that, not me. A little nauseating, but okay. Then <laughs> they've moved on to the second most important thing, which is cod and haddock. And salmon fillets. Salmon making an appearance two out of two days this week on Drop the Subject. Listen, it's a good week for fish. Apparently those salmon tubes aren't working hard enough because we need to import salmon from China. And we have to import so much salmon from China that it is being exempt from the 10% tariff. The third and final thing that has been dropped from the tariff target list is radioactive elements. Like Uh isotopes and compounds. 
And anything from the movie from the show Chernobyl. I like, get why. Why are we importing radioactive elements? Okay, so do you know anything about this? Like, okay, so the thing about all of this is, this should highlight something very important for us. This shows us that there's no planning that goes into these tariff events that are coming out of him. He's just like doing stuff and. Yep. <laughs> Doing whatever he wants. It's just like whatever I... doing whatever he wants to do and figuring out the consequences later. It's very shoot first, ask questions later because all of these different things, like he's really good about, we're going to do this and then having to rescind it or we're going to do this and then pulling it all the way back. And, And he pretends as if it's a negotiating tactic, which sometimes it could be. And then sometimes it is just purely built out of him being an idiot and doing dumb stuff. Yep. Well, in three weeks, you can expect 10% tariffs on American flags, ski and snowmobile gloves, nuts in a shell, black and white pepper, and human hair. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to get my extensions pretty quickly. (laughs) Human hair? Where the hell am I going to find that? Oh, wait! (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. And welcome to all the new stations out there. That's right. We've got six new cities that we roll out into today. We're really excited to invite Detroit, 98.7 The Breeze, HD3, Milwaukee, 103.7 Kiss FM, HD3, New Orleans, B97, HD92, HD2, HD92, can you imagine? <laughs> HD. Uh, it's the, ni- <laughs> the 90s. It's a really channel. small frequency, but if you turn the dial just ever so much. Right. You have to actually just turn it backwards. That'd be even faster. You just rip it out of your uh, car. Shout out to Philadelphia 96.5 TDY HD3 Pittsburgh Y108 HD3 and Norfolk WNVZ 104.5 HD2 Welcome to all of you to the Channel Q family where we're giving everyone a voice. We're so excited to have you joining us um, and we're excited this is Drop the Subject uh, with Jared and Allie. Every day we're here giving you politics, pop culture, comedy, all the craziness that is going on in the world um, and having a good time with it. We've got a full lineup of of shows all day throughout the day that we're happy to bring to you and if you're in a city and it's hard to find it um, you can also find us on radio.com go to Mm -hmm. channelq.com slash listen and tune into all our shows all day absolutely and if you are in one of these cities and you're listening to us for the first time uh, we'd love to say hello give us a call 8337-CALL-Q we won't bite we promise I stepped on you there 8337-CALL-Q is the number Um, give us a call you can chat with us we'd love to meet our new neighbors absolutely absolutely okay so it's time for a segment that we do here that's based on the idea of Ask Me Anything. They call that the AMA, but we call it the Gay AMA. So, Allison Johnson gets to ask a black gay man a question, mm-hmm. and I get to ask a, lesb- a white lesbian lady a question. And I love how you're just going to say lesbo. Just a, right, exactly. I get to ask a lesbo a question. A big old les. Um, so, okay. I've been wondering about this because we've been talking about babies a lot on the show. We talk about baby names and we have the baby name draft that we've talked about a lot. Um, And, you know, yesterday one of the stories was the best cities to have a baby in, Mm -hmm. the best states. Um, And so you've been talking about a baby a lot. But when I first came onto the show back in April, you were saying that you guys were thinking about having a baby like maybe after like another year. But you've been talking about it a lot lately. Are you guys thinking about doing this more soon or like what what are you thinking? Well, I think that our... And what goes into that decision making? Well, we've always had it on the periphery, but I think once you get married, the pressure 
is on. From other people or from you guys? From, I guess, both sides. I think internally, the biological clock starts ticking a little faster. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I'm married. And the, getting married is such a... Mm, new and exciting thing even though we've been together for a long time Mm -hmm. so you're kind of like riding on this high being like wow that was so that was such a cool like different chapter in my life that's now begun what's next like let's just keep going let's just keep changing things like let's get pregnant now Whoa. Whoa. You know, like we did the we did the bachelorette party, super fun. Then we did the wedding. Then we did the honeymoon. And you're kind of on this yeah. high from all of that. So you kind of want to keep the train rolling. But we had always said, okay, we're going to do this in another year or a year and a half. I'm not getting any younger. So I got to do it eventually before I have like seven at once. Right. And then I think it changed when when Mother's Day came around because this this year. Yes, because we went up to see our moms on Mother's Day and my mom and my stepdad were laying it on thick. Really? Oh, my God. She was like, well, you know, next year, maybe we'll have two moms. Really? In the the house. And I was like, what? That's so soon. And then she was like, you know, we are we are here to help. We will babysit. And I'm like, you live in the North Bay. You live in a different city. Like, what are you talking about? But I will put that baby on a plane if you'll watch it. (laughs) So we were getting the treatment for a solid two hours just talking about what it's like. And I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm afraid I won't have enough time because during the week I'm so busy. um, I can't even imagine having a kid. And then the weekends I'm like, oh, a kid would be cool. So, I, you know, then I would talk to her about that and then she'd be like, no, 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 it's so great. So she kind of deconstructed any argument I had for waiting or not having kids. Your mom did. Yes. She was immediately like, you know what? All that works out. But she probably has ulterior motives because she wants to be a grandma immediately. So she's like, oh, that's going to work out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You know what? I'll help you guys do this and I'll help you guys do that. And I'm like, all right. So now after that conversation, it's been on the brain a lot more since then. Mm -hmm. And you know, since we've been thinking more seriously about it, it just kind of comes up naturally in conversation or because it's in the back of our minds. And I and then I think also a while back, this was probably several months ago now, we had a guy on the phone who was a free sperm donor. <laughs> and then we had a story a couple of weeks ago, or maybe this was a couple of days ago uh, with Char about... Um, a sperm like an, an app for sperm banking so yeah, i think yeah, yeah. now i'm like oh now it just keep every time these stories come up it jar it come like you know so what is katie saying about it like are you are you both feeling that or is that you're feeling that no it's both of us okay. because we're bo- we both bring it up constantly but she also brings up how she also is going to remain a baby <laughs> Like, she still wants to be taken care of, and she's still worried that she's going to be jealous of the baby. I think having the baby is going to grow her up really fast. I am hoping. I think it's going to happen that way. I'm hoping it's just not me breastfeeding and her playing Fallout 4 in the background. Oh, yikes. Okay. Because that's, yeah. So, do you feel like this is coming sooner than a year from now? Well, no, because I have to, I still got to buy the spur. I mean, it's still... I mean, that only takes a day. It's just with one click buy. Yeah, exactly. And with Prime, I can get it. Oh my gosh, Allie, you're pregnant. Oh my God, I'm pregnant right now. Look. I'm so excited for Oh my God, it's growing. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Let's keep this thing going. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill. I have, before we get into the second half of the game, there is a 
there have been a couple of sad taco stories <laughs> that I have to share with you. I didn't realize that's when this was coming up right now. Okay. Um, just, I want to mention them quickly. Okay. Taco Tuesday has been trademarked, apparently. Somebody has purchased the trademark for Taco Tuesday. A random chain has. Uh, it, uh, and uh, the other news, I don't know. I guess I don't really know if that's sad news. That's I don't think smart it's really sad. and awful at yeah. the same time. But I guess if you're going to be using Taco Tuesday, like, hashtag Taco Tuesday, TM. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, if you're any Mexican food restaurant anywhere in creation... You now can't use that. Right. If it's on your menu or anything like that. Yeah. You kind of ruin the party for everybody. Because you're also probably making good money. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that no one's taken the trademark up until now. Yeah. That's true. So then the other sad news. The people that probably own it are the Kardashians. (laughs) God damn it. They trademark everything. No! Now a man is dead after eating too many tacos. Yeah, he earned it. In in Fresno, after doing a all-you-can-eat eating con, a taco eating contest, he is now dead. A 41-year-old man died after participating in a taco eating contest at a Fresno Grizzlies game last night. Oh, so, this just happened. This just happened. What Does it tragedy? say how many tacos? I know. I, I'm trying to see that number, Because I could body eight to ten if I needed to. <laughs> like body. without without even like really thinking twice. Let's see. I had I had friends over for like a taco night and I remember a friend asking me, he was like, How many of these do you think you could take? And I was like, I mean, easily eight. And I was like, Are you challenging me? But like, I mean, you know, especially if you're just like making tacos, you could go hard in the paint. My dad, (laughs) another sports sports reference. reference. Very good. And more specific this time. My dad was always proud that he could take on one of those uh, 10 taco uh, things from Taco Bell. You know how they used to give you those little things? Taco Caddy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could easily handle that? Oh, girl. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Did you see what I just ate for breakfast? (laughs) You did get several. I got two different things, and I was like, wow, I really overachieved here. Yeah. But, Do you, you know. ever order, and they're like, maybe this is my gamma question. Uh, this better not be your no, gamma no, 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 question. No. <laughs> when you order food at a restaurant for pickup, do they ask you if this is just for one person? I So I've never done that. I've never had that happen to me, but my best friend, we we cry laughing about this sometimes. He had such a big order one time that... <laughs> That he ordered two drinks, right? And he got there and they had like only given one drink. And like, so then he has to like pretend like he was trying to remember what the other person ordered (laughs) for their drink. And he's like, oh, what did he want? Uh Um, A a Coke, I guess. You know what? I better also get that parfait for him because I just, yeah. Yeah, We like, sometimes we, when we're talking about like overeating, we'll be like, ugh, what did he want? And like, well. We laugh about that all the time. So I haven't had that happen, but we've had distinct laughter about that. Okay, here's my real question for you for the gay MA. Do your parents Uh set you up? Do they like to set you up with guys? And if so, do they have a type that they think you will like? And have you ever partaken in the setup? No. When we come back, drop the subject, return. <laughs> no, with... they don't set <laughs> no. you up? Okay, so my parents have never even met someone I was dating, and they've never tried to set me up. However, my ex-stepmom, tried, it. she set me up with someone in like 2011 or 2012, and we just reconnected over the weekend like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he was like, oh, I'm coming to LA, and we're going to go out on Friday. Oh. 
okay. So, so a setup actually might pay off. Yeah, I mean, we actually went out back then when she set us up, and he was great, but he, you know, lived in another city. Um, and so we, nothing ever really came of it. And then he started dating someone else, and, you know, it was seven years ago, eight years ago. Now, was this a flattering setup? Like, the guy was cute and everything? Yeah, it was. Okay, I was. I was I, impressed. I'm always in, afraid that it's like, you should go out with this person, and they're like a gargoyle, and well, you're you like, know, why? What do you think I'm, Straight what? people will just pair people together because they're gay. That's what I mean. And it's like, girl, what are you it's talking about? It's just like, about? I know this other person, and you're like, okay, yeah. so we're supposed to hook na- up now? Yeah. I got set up on a date, and I ended up going, th- not through my parents, but I got set up in college by some friends that were like, oh my gosh, this friend of mine, you have to She's date her. So great. And she was like some weird silent goth girl that like... I wore those really big platform combat boots, like just really not my type yeah. and really didn't have a personality. She was just quiet all the time. Ugh. And I put myself on like three dates with that girl. I was like, why am I doing this what to myself? What am I doing? Yeah, no. So it was a flattering setup. It yeah, was it still was, a good match. It was good. He was very cute. We had a great time. Um, and, you know, we'll go out this week or something, I think by the end of the weekend or something. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear that. Oh, gosh. For the Monday Munch Report next t- week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Insert sports reference here. Go to break. A <laughs> slam dunk? <laughs> we'll be right. Maybe it'll be a slam dunk. That's two basketball references in one segment. I'm almost hetero. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Do you have an emotional support animal? Is it a squirrel? Is it an ostrich? No, no, is it a dog? Is it a no, cat? No. Well, we're about to get into this now on Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett. And this is something that bothers a lot of people. There are other people that are relieved by the fact that you can call any animal an emotional support animal now and take them wherever you want, vest or no vest. But apparently it's becoming a problem. Just this morning, I read a headline. That reads, Woman Sues American Airlines Claims Emotional Support Dog Was Locked in the Aircraft's Restroom. This <laughs> Say that one more time. Uh, this, this little emotional support animal dog, in this case, was locked in the aircraft restroom during an American Airlines flight. And now oh, the woman, God. who is the owner of the dog, is suing. Look at this emotional support animal, Just Jared. feces everywhere. This is a little puppy. Oh, he's actually a cute dog. He's really, really cute, but I don't know if an emotional support animal should be in puppy form because they are... More often than not, pooping and peeing on things they should not be pooping and peeing on. I mean, that's what all animals do, though. Well, this is where we run into the problem of what is the difference between an emotional support animal and an actual service dog. Like because when you bring an elephant into the studio. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything about right. it. It's been here the whole time. It's been really, really nice. Cut to the promo. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, peanut. So... I think it's an interesting line where, you know, of course, there are people that actually need a service animal, and these service animals undergo rigorous training in order to qualify to become a service animal. Mm-hmm. My aunt does training with service animal, service dogs where she does the first year of care with them at the home. So they have to be with her at all times for the first year of their little puppy life. She does all of the basic training. She makes sure that the dog is ready. You said for- basic training and I'm seeing like a dog jump running through tires and like, <laughs> <It's> like <G.I. laughs> shimmying underneath a rope. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then after the first year they undergo a little shimmying. I'm so gay. I said G.I. Jane. I'm even gayer. Fair enough. Point taken. <laughs> so then after the first First year, they have to take little 
test, a little doggy service dog test to see mm-hmm. if they graduate to the main program. And then you're really under a lot of training at that point. If you're distracted by cats, if you're distracted by skateboards, uh, if you beg for food a little too often, those are all things that would disqualify you to be a service animal. Oh, they have to have like a, a great sense of focus. That makes sense. Yeah, they have to be really... I mean, they ha- they have to be made for it yeah. when they're both cognitively and physically. I didn't and think about that. if wow. they're not, like, yeah, my aunt now has a dog. That's her dog now because it failed the the, the program. Yeah, because he was just a little. He was not a good boy. So now he they just have him. Yeah, but. It says that according to a study from the University of California at Davis, they determined that the the number of emotional support animals registered by animal control facilities in the state have increased by... What do you think is the number here, the percentage? It's something ridiculous, like a thousand percent. It is. It's a thousand percent. Is it really? From 2002 to 2012. By 2015, the National Service Animal Registry, one of several sites that sells emotional support animal certificates has registered more than 65,000 service animals. Jesus. Or sorry, emotional support animals. In the four years since, that number has increased 200%. 200%. Delta Airlines reported an 84% surge in animal incidents since uh, since 2016, including urination, defecation, biting, emotional support peacocks, causing pandemonium in airports. Comfort hamsters. Comfort hamsters? There, I know someone was talking about uh, in New York City, they saw someone walking a peacock down the street, like an actual peacock. And it was their service animal. I I mean, I do love the idea of just walking around in a constant zoo. Well, so the thing for me about this is it it reminds me of when before weed was legal in California, when anybody could get a weed car, you have to go into the doctor and say that you had cataracts or whatever. I, I talked to a doctor over a webcam who was sitting on his recliner in his living room. And was like, oh, yeah, you definitely got it. He was like, wow, okay, so does your back hurt? Here you go. See ya. Right. I'm going to make money off this. That's what it seems like to me some people are doing to like abuse this service animal. You definitely can because we have two cats and apparently you're supposed to, in my building, you're supposed to do a pet deposit and all this stuff. But if I register my cats as emotional support animals... I don't have to pay for any of that stuff. So is, why wouldn't I do that? Could it, it does it only require like the thing being on a leash cuz I think it just requires it to exist. Cuz I could definitely do that with a person. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie and Jarrett here with you. Thank you, and welcome to all the new cities out there. Detroit, Philadelphia, Norfolk. (laughs) You just love saying that. I do. Makes me so happy. We also have New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. Welcome to all six stations that are joining the Channel Q family today um, on various stations. We're excited to have you, and welcome aboard. If you're listening to one of those cities, make sure to give us a call. Yeah, 833-77-CALL-Q, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DTS Show, and follow the station if you want at We Are Channel Q. Lots of fun stuff for you there. A little later in the show, if we have time, I know we uh, we tend to run over with our news or lose it, but Drop the President is something that it would be great to get to today. If we can't, then we will get to this tomorrow, because I find this article fascinating. How the 2020 Democratic candidates are practicing self-care. I love it. Who's taking spin classes? Who's taking cook who's cooking their family's meals every night who's meditating every day who's writing self-help books (laughs) wow i have a hint on that one 
I'm guessing it's not Marianne Williamson? It is Marianne Williamson. That's so funny. I saw that coming. So we will get to that if we have time. But first, news it or lose it, Jared edition. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, so I'm excited about these stories. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, over 80,000 people sign a petition to have the street outside Trump Tower named after Obama. Oh, my God. I want to sign it. I have been so excited about this story. I saw this and I showed it to Justin. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yes. All the details on that one coming up. Okay. How multi-level marketers and cults use the same mind control techniques. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Anything cult related, I'm in. <laughs> I showed that to Justin. He was like, oh, that's very alley. <laughs> okay. Whitney Cummings thwarts blackmail attempts by sharing topless photo. Oh, I did hear about this. I think I've got the basics down. I'm going to pass on that. Good, because I don't know. Uh... And I also don't care. Um, how to trick your brain into liking vegetables. <laughs> I just want it for my own personal life. I want to know this because I have to literally, like a child, sneak vegetables into my dinners for Katie. Okay. Um, finally, there's one about a musical and there's one about the word of the day. Which one do you want to choose? Uh, musical. Okay. Uh, musical. Um, the dictionary.com word of the day was plebeian. Which... Oh, like you plebe. Plebe. Okay. A musical about Princess Diana is set to open on Broadway. Oh, no. I don't know how that one ends. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, we've gotten How almost... are they going to do the car in the... T- All right. I don't know. I don't know. Over 80,000 people signed a petition to have the street outside Trump Tower named after Obama. Probably the most excited I've ever been for a news it story. Um, how multi-level marketers and cults are using the same mind control techniques. And then how to trick your brain into liking vegetables and a musical about Princess Diana set to open oh, on Broadway. What a potpourri of wonderful headlines. I mean, you Good guys job. are so lucky to be listening to this show. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Better get this thing moving along because News It or Lose It is here and there are a lot of stories that we need to break down in full detail, including the first, I hope we're going to get to this first in News It or Lose It. This Obama. This Obama street that it might be named, renamed in front of Trump Tower. There are a few stories that have been more delicious than this. So this, um, all these actually came from this HuffPost morning email today. Um, And so this headline says over 80,000 signed petition to have street outside Trump Tower named after Obama. Um, What I love about this is... I mean, how many? How much time do we have, right? It says um, <laughs> there's a stretch of Fifth Avenue that's um, in Manhattan that's right in front of Trump Tower, and they want to name it after former President Barack Obama. So it'd just be that part of the street. It would literally only be between 57th and 58th, like 56th and 57th, excuse me. So it says that if the petition is successful, Trump Tower, the heart of President Donald Trump's real estate empire, and where he maintains a residence, will boast a new address. 725 President Barack H. Obama <laughs> Avenue. 
I don't know what could be more tasty than that. Well, it says the well, it says the petition on moveon.org has attracted a number of famous supporters, including actors Patricia Arquette and Mark Helgenberger, ask, um, asking New York Mayor Bill de Blasio and other city leaders to rename the stretch of Fifth Avenue um, after Obama in honor of his achievements as president. I mean, it's just so ridiculous and trivial, but also. Where What's can I sign? Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the petition says we request the New York City Mayor and City Council to um, to do this by renaming this block of Fifth Avenue after the former president, whose many accomplishments include. And then there's just like all of these things that Obama did. Uh, um, it's delicious. I'm going to tweet out the link so that you can uh, sign up on this if you want. It's a move on petition. I will say the only negative thing about this is that my ways directions are going to get more confusing. <laughs> Where it's like, you're going to be going down Fifth Avenue, and then it turns into Obama, and then it turns, then it turns back into Fifth Avenue. I, just, I also picture a lot of weird Trump supporters visiting New York City being like, let's go to the Trump Tower! Excuse me, where's Trump Tower? Oh, you just make a left onto Obama, President Obama Way, I also and feel then like you'll see would, it on your right. I feel like people would probably like trash the street, you know what I mean? And like make it look Well, awful. it's then the same way that people trash the Hollywood star yeah, that exactly. President Trump has here. Fair enough, yeah. Um, so I just tweeted out the link. You guys can see that. Um, it's just a delicious story. So, okay. This next story, the headline is how multi-level marketers and cults use the same mind control techniques. And it's very interesting. It's a long piece. It's really quite in-depth. Um, but one of the major things that they talk about in here is um, this this model called BITE or B-I-T-E um, and it's an acronym for behavior control information control thought control and emotional control mm-hmm. so it says behavior control um, part of it says like financial exploitation and manipulation um, or dependence is often a key component of behavior control individualism is discouraged and groupthink is encouraged um, information control which is interesting um, to exert undue influence cults will often withhold distort or otherwise lie about information to make it more acceptable. We keep talking about this with you because we think that you might be slipping into a cult and don't know it. Ah, uh, yes. Well, ah, yes. Uh, uh, yes, the cult. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually have a cult meeting on Friday night. Oh, I, nice. I almost forgot. Okay. Uh, it is a full moon, I believe, tom- starting tomorrow. Um, yes, that's exactly what happens. But, but, the, but the difference here is that my goddess moon circle encourages individual thinking and then... We, but we also have a collective set of desires and goals. Well, I, I thought you were going to stumble into this because that brings us to the T in bite, which is thought control. Um, <laughs> cults will also, <laughs> just, Justin holds up thought control, T H O T thought. You know that over there? That's no. what thought means. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, welcome to 2019. Okay. What is it? Thought control. Cult thought is like a, it's an Instagram term on Twitter. Like, Thought is that hoe over there, T H O T. Oh, so they call people thoughts. You, know. you, have to, you have to control all welcome those thoughts. The, welcome, yeah. Okay, so thought control in this with T H O U G H T, to be clear. All right. Um, it says cults will also seek to control how members think so that the group's doctrine is accepted as truth. Loaded language and cliches are used to stop critical thinking and reduce complex ideas to platitudes and buzzwords. Often only positive thoughts are allowed. Constructive criticism or questions are immediately shut hmm. down. Only positive thoughts are allowed in my moon circle. Uh-oh. But people do cry about negative things. <laughs> You are 
people would think that but I was making this out. up because the last one is emotional control. Oh, damn it. More members of cult experience extreme emotional highs and lows. They're showered with praise one moment and then made to feel guilty, fearful, or unworthy the next. They're told that any problems they experience at their own are at their own fault and never that of the leader or group. The cult insists irrational fears about leaving or questioning the leader's authority. Okay, so it was bad when the leader made that person in the wheelchair all of a sudden walk again and then they turned out to be an actor? Yep. Okay, got that it. That was not a good thing. <laughs> that was a bad thing, Allie. Well, I mean, yeah, I think multi-millionaires, you know, they, they definitely have their people and they have their little group, they have their paparazzi and then it, be- it grows and grows and grows and then you kind of become attached to the idea of that person rather than who they really are and I can understand how that can enter cult territory, especially Especially if there's free Kool-Aid. One of the, well, who doesn't like free Kool-Aid? Let's be honest. Um, one of the other things that they talk about in here with multi-level marketing and cult um, is like a technique called love bombing. It says love bombing is a term reportedly invented by the Unification Church that has evolved today to mean a toxic manip- manipulative affection. Basically getting someone that you know or love to bring you into this organization yeah. to kind of pull you in and draw you in with their positive experience and kind of like dumping that on you to like using someone that you love in that instance. Um, there's a lot in here. Allie, but, you might be in a cult. Okay. <laughs> but here's the other difference. If I want to leave the cult, well, no, if I want to stay in the cult, they don't make me cut off communication with my family. That's a big one. Yeah. Because they're like, you either bring them in, but if they don't want to go in, then you need to separate from them because they're not good for you. Yeah, that's Scientology. Yeah, and that's yeah. a lot of cults. Yeah, a lot of the cults. People's Temple, a bunch of them were like, oh, okay, yeah, but you can't interact with your family. Yeah. And some of them would even end up getting in lawsuits and big fights with their families over like custody and things like that because they were in the cult. Yeah, well, the last one here is about rationalization. Oh. Um, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I, I made that up. Okay. That's not true. I was like, biter. Damn it. When, oh. we, when we come back, <laughs> when we come back, we've got more of News It or Lose It, plus a happy ending at the end. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Is that true, Ginger Justin? I think so. What? I have to double check. That, that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders took flu coach recently? I, I would totally believe that. Yeah, Can but you that imagine? sucks. Like, you're a, like, yes, you're trying to be like for the people and down with the man and the corporation. But, but also, if you're that loaded, why the hell would you ever take coach? It sucks. Think about the alternative. You, the photos of you flying in first class and then you're getting off the plane talking about millionaires and billionaires, the, the entire narrative would be about how you're a hypocrite. I and know, but I mean, okay. <laughs> Here's a picture of Bernie Sanders and Coach and the person who's stuck in the middle between two these two if guys. I'm your, if I'm your communication... I'm behind is Warren. Wow. If I'm, a, if I'm your communications person, I'm not letting you fly in first class. You might fly on your own campaign plane, which is a whole other kind of luxury, but like you're definitely not going to be flying in first but class. But how long do you have to do that? Just during the campaign exactly. or forever? You have to do it during the campaign. So then why do when you... are president, you have, you have Air Force One. You never have to fly okay, commercial yeah, in your but life. I'm not talking about after you're president. I'm talking if, the, if one of them doesn't get the primary and then they run next time. Like did Bernie, well, the last time he ran... 
branded. He'd take coach only for the campaign and then go back to first class. Candidates, once they get big time, they get their own plane. So, like, I mean, this is the primary. So these two are not big plane worthy yet. Well, I mean, it's it's a primary, so no one has their own plane yet. But, like, once you're, like, a a general election candidate, most of those campaigns definitely have, like, their own plane. So they can kind of fly around at their own leisure. Well, I know Biden does. Um, Yeah, I think Biden has a plane right now. That's right. So then why wouldn't people be shaming him for flying in his own plane? Because he's Joe Biden. He's got the money. He's got, and he's but not. That's, he's but not, Elizabeth but, Warren has. But his message isn't about millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> Their messages are. Their whole message is about taking down the bankers and all that. Like, Joe Biden's not out there railing against that. Okay. So he's allowed to fly in a in a, his own plane. He's not. His whole campaign isn't about elitism. It's about wanting to bring the country back to normal. Their whole thing is like anti-millionaire like the the two words the, the three words i feel like i've heard bernie sanders say more than his own name have been millionaires and billionaires yeah. and so like now that he's a millionaire that's people are already like uh, you're railing against yourself and he's mm-hmm. like or they're well, like I, you you're not paying your employees minimum wage yeah but like joe biden isn't out here talking about like tearing apart the banks like elizabeth yeah. warren is he's like i love being rich bye exactly, exactly. i love being rich yeah. i'm a former vice president i'm gonna do what i want to do oh look at that elizabeth warren has an emotional support animal on this plane there you go and it's an elephant <laughs> so <laughs> It's a baby elephant, mind you, but it's an elephant. A baby. Okay, so back to news it or lose it. This story is interesting. It comes from the live section of Huffington Post, and the headline is How to Trick Your Brain into Liking Vegetables. And I, as I read it, I was like, this is kind of a bummer. And then I realized what they're kind of setting up. They were saying there's multiple reasons why people don't like eating vegetables and how you can kind of like flip those. So it says they don't taste good. Well, that, that's one of them. It says uh, to many fresh vegetables aren't affordable or sustainable. The solution to that, it says, is um, for one solution is like using canned or frozen vegetables because they tend to be more affordable, more more um, readily available. Um, and the latter of which the frozen vegetables are as nutrient rich um, as fresh vegetables and they have a longer shelf life. Canned vegetables? Canned or frozen. Canned vegetables are disgusting. Well, that's how you feel about vegetables in general. So I mean, yes, that's true. Right. But the best thing that you can do in the vegetable scenario is if you're going to eat vegetables, you have to just splurge for the good vegetables that actually are fresh. Because if you eat on top of that, make it frozen to where it tastes even worse, well, then you're eating on, frozen peas. That depends on what you're eating. Like, I mean, some things probably aren't the best for freezing but like as far as nutrients are concerned they are frozen at the peak of their ripeness so that when you cook them they still have like their optimum nutrients and seemingly flavor depending on what it is i see okay um so it says vegetable avoidance can also be genetic or psychological which that's psychological i'll definitely buy (laughs) yes i have a uh, travel anderson who's been on the show uh he always says he's psychologically allergic to mushrooms (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah, then but he would not eat it. along with my wife. That is her all-time favorite, favorite. food. Um, it says, uh, even though reactions are subconscious, f- subconscious, foods can trigger negative feelings based upon like the experiences that you've had as a kid. So um, those psychological factors can influence <gasps> yes. food likes and dislikes. Um, for Being example, forced to eat broccoli for, is giving you PTSD. That's literally what this says. For example, if someone was forced to eat broccoli as a child, they may have a negative or traumatic association with the food and not eat it as an adult. So that's sometimes why people don't like But vegetables. I love broccoli because I my mom too. put cheese all over it when I was a kid. Me too. My uh, grandmother always did like cheese on top of it and broccoli's my fave. Chicken chicken and broccoli casserole with <sighs> cheese and cream and mushroom soup. Uh, I'm going to make it and bring it in for lunch for us. 
uh, I will make it as well because that is my signature it dish. It is my fave. My Over grandmother rice? used to make it. Yes. With Stop rice it. and broccoli and like cream of chicken with like some kind of I do cream of mushroom, but yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, we're going to have a uh, broccoli <laughs> cheese casserole situation in here. <laughs> Justin, you're welcome. But that's that's my solution. I know that this is five solutions, yeah. but my solution is just putting cheese on whatever vegetable. Put cheese on top of it, yeah. It says your brain can adapt to eating more vegetables. Um, your kids are more likely to eat vegetable more vegetables if you do. Um, and so since you have the baby coming on the way, um, <laughs> want to think about that. Do any minute now. Yes. And then finally, a musical about Princess Diana is coming to Broadway. It's going to be called... Diana. Um, it's going to be opening in 2020. It's going to follow the 15 years that she was a royal. Um, it says, thrust into the spotlight, Brit- brighter than anyone... <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> brighter than any of the world had ever known, Diana soon finds herself at odds with her husband and an unrelenting news media and the monarchy itself. That's going to be coming um, at the in next year. and like uh, It's going to be interesting. I loved Diana. Diana was like the first celebrity that I loved that died Yeah, as a kid. And I remember like being glued to the TV when she passed oh, away. I cannot. Yeah, I know. I did too. I remember being really glued to the TV when that happened. Well, I cannot wait for the Princess Diana tap routines. <laughs> nice. I think for me, the, I'm excited. I, the thing that I always associate with her was Elton John's "Candle in the Wind" because ah. he rewrote that song for her funeral. Um, that so better make an appearance. I hope it does. Mm. I, I would imagine that's how they're going to end. This the is going to be like a mix of Evita and Mamma Mia. Uh, okay. Okay. You think about that. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Good thing the mics were hot. What'd you say? <laughs> it's a good thing the mics weren't hot like 12 seconds ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, welcome back to Drop the Subject. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> to anyone who's been following what's going on on the internet today, this just in, U.S. Rep. Steve King just said that if it wasn't for rape and incest, there would be no population left. Because Steve King is brilliant. <laughs> and by brilliant, I mean a... What did you just, call him off the air? I, said he was a, I can't say it without the dump button. <laughs> I'll say that. He's definitely he's, a ridiculous asshat. He's a jackass. Yep. Um, yes. So, he sucks. So this story um, that we're going to get to right now, I read the story this morning and I thought this is brilliant and awful and ridiculous at the same time. Um, this young girl who is on Twitter, her Twitter name is Thank You Next 327 She's like an Ariana Grande stan. And like she has 30,000. 000- I know what stan means. Yes. Welcome to the 21st Coward. century. Um, she, her name is her identity or like her Twitter name is Dorothy Um, and she apparently got in trouble with her mom she's like a teenage girl I guess and she got in trouble because her mom took her phone away it says um, her mom took her electronics away seemingly she ended up having to resort to other ways to get on Twitter this 15 year old Twitter user who we call Dorothy earlier this month um, she kept tweeting about how her mom kept taking her gadgets away leaving her unable to tweet it says this account which appears to function as an Ariana Grande is this just Donald Trump you would think I mean probably so Uh, just take his phone away it says wait he's fine now he's tweeting from what he's tweeting from the toilet take that away exactly it says the account which appears to function as an Ariana Grande fan page posted a tweet on August 4th that read I'm leaving forever my mom took my phone I'll miss you all so much I'm crying goodbye (laughs) 
so dramatic. But then Twitter. also that stuff can raise red flags. Well, you know, because it's like goodbye forever, and well, then it raises, you know, where people are worried about a person and when a, they don't need to be. A gif of like Ariana Grande crying, and so it's like, oh girl. But later that day, Dorothy's mom seemingly noticed her daughter was tweeting from the same gaming device and announced on Twitter her account will be shut down now. Despite her mother's guidance, the teen did not give up. On August fifth, she tweeted from her Wii U, thanking everyone for their support in her quest to tweet. <laughs> no matter the consequences, in a follow-up tweet to, from her Wii U, she wrote, her mom was at work and she planned to try looking for her phone. Wow, this woman is getting really creative. But on August 8th, Dorothy's predicament took another turn. Oh. Still, without her electronics, the teen resorted to tweeting from her smart fridge. <laughs> it says, she tweets, I do not know if this is going to tweet. I'm talking to my fridge. What the heck? My mom confiscated all my electronics again. LG. Why Why did LG decide to create a smart fridge that can tweet for you? Why does no anybody idea. need to tweet from their effing fridge? Well, the people at LG Electronics, the company behind the smart fridge, they caught wind of Dorothy's troubles and tweeted hashtag free Dorothy. The main Twitter account tweeted it too, describing the teen, the teen as an icon. And then it started trending on Twitter. And okay, we're throwing around, we're officially throwing around the world word icon. 30 thousand people are throwing around the word icon and following her now what she has thirty one thousand followers oh god this is why i hate america this is crazy this um, is even worse than whatever that steve king guy said i i, well, I don't know about that <laughs> all right i wouldn't go that far we'll be right back drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q all right well, our time is ending. It's dwindling down on Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, what fun we've had today. We've done the gay MA. We have uh, unfortunately done Trump Around, though it was a lighter edition today. <laughs> we have covered a lot in News It or Lose It. We've talked about Twitter fridges, emotional support animals, and now we top it all off with a happy ending. Because you know what? The world can be a sad, sad place. And it's always important to take stories that might seem like a bit of a bummer and turn them around into something happy. Anyone want to start with their happy ending today? Um, let's let Justin start. Justin, why don't you start with your happy ending? Gingy Cohen. Tell us. Gingy Cohen. I just love the name Gingy. That means he's still writing his. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Why don't Actually, you start I'll, as you have a pen in your hand? Yeah, I'll I'll do my I'll do the story that I saw today that I really loved. First of all, so, okay. to give you a little bit more time because I see your your board's not done yet. No, I'm all good. Um, well, I'll I'll do this and then we'll do yours. So I I want to shout out. I, I, Sit back down, exactly. Gingy. Sit down, Gingy Cohen. Um, as I, I always talk about being a journalist, and I'm a, a leader with the National Association of Black Journalists. But um, is that your happy ending? Yes, indeed. <laughs> so there you go, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I always um, talk about being a journalist. I always talk Back about being to a you, journalist. Justin. Yes, um, but I wanted to shout this out because I thought it was very cool. Um, the NNPA or the National Newspaper Associ Publishers Association in Chevrolet um, did this really cool uh, fellowship that they brought uh, eight students that are from uh, different schools, um, HBCUs around the country, and they gave them these $10,000 scholarships and they drove them around the country to be able to check out different journalistic uh, 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 outlets. And so I just wanted to shout them out because it was 
really, really cool that they've been doing this now for many years. And they're exposing HBCU students to different outlets where they might be able to go and get jobs or be able to influence their journalism career. So shout out to all the folks over at General Motors and Chevrolet um, and the NNPA because they've done some really cool stuff for, for students. And I think that it's important to be able to do this over the course of eight weeks. They learn so much about journalism and they have a real interest in journalism and media. So I'm excited about that. Well, that's so, nice because, I mean, uh, a lot of these, I remember, you know, certain schools and stuff visiting radio studios and being like, you know, they get to learn about how it all works. And I remember thinking there are people that still want to like that, <laughs> that yeah, are like exactly. interested in learning about this. Absolutely. And so I think it's important for these. I mean, not that journalism is dying by any stretch of the imagination. I would say the exact opposite. And so it's cool to see that there are kids who have these passions in journalism and that they are actually getting the opportunities to learn more about it at a young age. Yeah. This is the fourth year that they've done it. They've, you know, got they've gotten to have a lot of really great exposure to journalism and media. So shout out to all them. Um, and yeah, Justin, are you done writing now? I literally said the same thing about you. <laughs> Stop trying to reclaim really? my joke. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my happy ending is Taco Tuesday may be off the table, but at least Allie has six other days of the week to remain completely on brand. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's okay. Taco Wednesday. Happy Taco Wednesday, everybody. Let's yeah. trademark it. <laughs> I think we should do it. Makes no sense. We'll, t- we'll trademark every other taco day. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. My happy ending is the following. Yes, there are products that are going to be facing a 10% tariff, like American flags, ski and snowmobile gloves, nuts in a shell, and black and white pepper. But at least the black and white pepper aren't having different percentages of tariffs. They're e- they're being taxed equally. I, I, I see what you're saying. See what I mean? Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's not it's just not the racist. black pepper. Yeah, yeah it's, no, it's both. Yeah, I mean, white pepper has definitely had the privilege in the past years. <laughs> so, oh. it's they're both getting the same. They're not discriminating based on yeah, the color no, of the pepper. I, I mean, I'm I'm really grateful that they've that the Trump administration has really thought about mm-hmm. how it treats the black pepper of- versus white black pepper. Black pepper matters. It, it does. Um, so the other thing that I was going to say <laughs> is that. This is actually isn't a happy ending, but I was thinking that after the Chinese tariffs take effect, the fortune cookies will just become cookies. Oh, because they're not going to be fortunes. Yeah. They'll just be... Ah? <laughs> I think that... Ah? Ah? <laughs> I mean, I have to... If there's more than three seconds of silence, oh I have to God. do an ad. Otherwise, it's just hanging there. This damn show. <laughs> okay. I think we better get the hell out of here. We better get out of here. That's a show. We have a new <laughs> live show tomorrow. If you miss anything, download the podcast, drop the subject uh, wherever you find your podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> on, the ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, how are the Democratic candidates practicing self-care? Is Kamala Harris doing goat yoga? Is Biden getting Manny petties? <laughs> Plus, we'll talk to Dr. Jen Mann about how to turn your summer fling into a lasting relationship. And we'll attempt to buy the $100 never-ending pasta pass at Olive Garden at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Doesn't Olive Garden support Trump? You too, Olive Garden! There is no God! Democracy is dead. <laughs> Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.